This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. I am Steve Teal. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast. And I love talking to difference makers, and uh, I am excited today. You know, I used to host Beacon Radio, and so we've been going through and just trying to get some of our favorite interviews and get them back for very bold radio and podcast. And Zana is with me, and she is a hard rock solo artist. She's a queen, man. She, you bring it. You bring I'm it. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. That's an over compliment, but thank you. <laughs> it's not an over compliment. So, Zana, um, we have a lot to talk about. I know some of our listeners on radio, you know, they're just jumping in. And so I'm trying to give them a little bit of context. But you are a hard rock solo artist. You released your kind of your debut album. Yeah, debut album. Uh, I believe it was August 17th or 18th of 2018. Wow, I can't remember. But yeah, that was about last year. <laughs> You've had so much going on. Oh my gosh, it's uh, been crazy. I don't, I don't even know. It's like such a roller coaster. But yeah. That's to say the least. <laughs> this will not least. be hyperbole to talk about that. Well, let's talk a little bit first, and then we will get into um, this young lady has had a kidney transplant. At what age? And uh, yeah, no, um, uh, 26. That was actually June 12th of this last year of 2019. I just had my kidney transplant. I am post four months now, and that is a big accomplishment for me. Yeah, That is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I was like the other day realizing, I was like, oh my goodness, like four months it's like feels like it was I don't even know an eternity or yesterday I can't even decide it's just it's it's amazing we, we've been through a lot these last four months um just with my uh regulating my recovery and my uh you know I, when you get a transplant you're very immunosuppressed so back and forth from getting sick in the hospital and and all this craziness and still trying to like you know keep a career mm. going and stuff it's right. been hard man you've had an incredible and i don't mean it in a good way i mean it has been incredible in some ways like the, the <laughs> positives but it's also just been so much stress when you think about you got married just a little bit over a year ago. I mean, congratulations. Thank Happy you. anniversary. Yeah. The other day, uh, October 14th, um, my, my, my anniversary was the 13th. Yeah. And my transplant was June 12th. So 12 and 13. So it was post, uh, post four months on the 12th and then my one-year anniversary on the 13th. And I have to admit, the 14th, I was just weeping because I was yeah. like, I can't believe we've made it this far. Like... It has been by no means um, easy, you know, and it's just right. like it's just very sobering. It's like, wow, it's been a whole year since I've been married. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, marriage is the hardest the first year. And then I throw a kidney transplant in the mix and like Seriously. health insurance and the mess that is right now. And like, uh, you know, the, having this album and like, oh, my goodness, it was crazy. Well, it is crazy. And that's the thing. Like any newlyweds are going to go through just stresses, like yeah. just the adjustment of, you know, you've been single. He's been single. Now you're married. Here you go. You're in love. But there's still just a lot of a lot of adjustments, but yeah. then, like you said, to throw in a kidney transplant and two touring artists, it's like right. 
wow, like where is the stability there? <laughs> like it was hard, but but yeah. How have you guys survived? I'm sure like this is unlike most people's first year of marriage. So yeah. how have you guys survived? I want to say have you thrived, but it does. It seems like it just must be survival. Well, no, I mean like when you're like literally you're surviving because you're dying. So <laughs> and any says the word I'm surviving. I'm trying to do the best I can yeah. here. But um, my husband's been so strong and um, there was so much that we had to like – understand and um just be selfless in you know and my husband he's also in a band patrick Matson. he's uh the drummer for a band called random hero great name we're always on uh we're also on the same record label so um he had a great album coming out um very kind of just quickly after my transplant there was a lot of touring going on um and i you know over here being sick and it was like i I can't take him from you know this is his job like he has to be out there um as much as like he wants to be with me you know but like we got to pay bills we got to be on tour we got to promote this we've got to get a transplant like there's so much but he's been so strong and um of course there's there's uh things that you have to adjust but i'm just I'm so happy to be with him and and things are so good right now and we celebrate every moment that you know is good because you can't take that for granted just the small things just waking up and having coffee together like right. that's beautiful to me that's like my favorite time of the day is just with him so right so yeah well walk us through just a little bit of the medical journey of it I know you're still on it so yeah yeah but uh, I mean how does this happen uh, this is crazy a 26 year old needing a kidney transplant it's honestly Steve it was like there's a part of me that's like I don't know what I'm angry at I I just it's there is mm. a lot of like grief you know mm. phases you kind of go through because right. basically um back in like the end of 2016 uh well first let me preface this okay yeah. I am terrified of doctors I'm terrified oh, of needles gosh. I hate everything about them I hadn't been to the doctors in 10 years um since like 7th grade all the way to being a 23 year old woman like I had not I was just I couldn't I couldn't do it I would pass out I would have um just major I I would faint and so um the only reason I ended up going to the doctor was because that particular year uh I experienced two people that I knew um die very suddenly from unknown conditions and it kind of just freaked me out yeah. to the point that I was like, dude, I need to go get checked. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't want that to be me. I don't want to leave. You know, one of one of the the, the persons that I that I knew that passed away, she was actually um, a year younger than me. Oh my god! She was literally like a couple weeks shy of her birthday and like a month shy of her wedding. Oh and my. she and it God. just shook me to the core because yeah. here I am dating this guy that I think I'm going to marry and and it just disturbed me so much. I was like, please go get checked. Like, I don't want that to be me. I don't know. And and no. um, wow. So uh, my sister is actually a doctor. So I went into her clinic and I got checked. <laughs> wait, wait, time out, time <laughs> yeah. out. Your sister is a doctor. My sister is a doctor. But still, and she, you had resisted. I had resisted yeah. for the longest time, and uh, I just had to get brave and do it because I was so disturbed, you know, at this fact that I have of my friend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she got my blood labs back and she was like, you know, something's like really out of whack here. Oh this doesn't gosh. make sense. I had to redo them. She said, they're still bad. I need to refer you to a nephrologist, like a specialist, because I've never even heard that doctor name before. <laughs> it's a kidney doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Kidney doctor. And I'm like the only young patient they have yeah. at all. Like yeah. I go into this office, there's like a lot of older folks, you know, yeah. and they're all looking at me all funny like what is she doing right right (laughs) um but yeah so basically they couldn't even figure out at the nephrologist because um 
I mean, I had to do a kidney biopsy, which for those of you who don't know, that's basically they just stick a big long needle into your organ. They take just a little piece want. out. Oh, it was fun, Steve. It was so <laughs> oh, fun. Gosh. The anxiety I had going into that. Um, but oh, basically man. they couldn't figure it out still because I had like no other symptoms for like, you know, whatever they were looking at, the common diseases. Yeah. And so I had to go to a pathologist and they had to figure it out in the biopsy. And then they're like, okay, we think this is genetic. You're going to have to go get genetic testing done. That took about six months to come back. And wow. unfortunately, uh, I did receive the news that I was positive for medullary uh, sponge kidney disease. Yeah. I just call it medullary kidney disease. But, okay. um, it's really weird because it's genetic, but neither of my parents have the gene. Okay. So, because my whole family had to get tested after that. And right. uh, basically, I was the one that started the mutation. So it started with me. And wow. I think I'm like the only person in their study group because this is this disease has only been discovered like 10 years ago or maybe a little like 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. So I actually talked to the doctor who discovered this disease. Like he calls me and we talk. And, and so he has a study group that's, you know, funded by the government with a grant and everything. And, and I send them samples all the time. But I'm like the only one in his study group that is uh, that has this um, that like started the mutation without family history. Whoa. It's so wild and so you know sometimes i get really angry because i'm like wow. this is the devil <laughs> this right. doesn't make any sense like right. why do i have this nobody has this in my family and you know and it's sad because like you know my children have a 50 percent chance of having it and and it's just Gosh. like it's a lot to, to yeah to go through. I mean, they were telling me like before me and pat were even married they're like you should try to have a child now because you're gonna have a lot of complications later and that's just like really hard to hear as a woman you know oh, yeah. um and and you you know, they were like, okay, well, now that you're diagnosed, um, you're going to need a transplant, like at some point, or a dialysis, which dialysis is like my absolute living worst nightmare. So I was like, well, I can't do that because okay. I would rather literally die than do that. Um, yeah. And that means, I don't know if anybody knows much about dialysis, but you are have to go two to three or three to four times a week. Basically, you're hooked up to a machine that cleans your blood for you because your kidneys wow. aren't doing it. That means no touing, no traveling ever again. Like, you are stuck in a city, like, forever. Whoa. And so, um, uh, so basically, that was hard to hear. And they're like, well, you know, you're yeah. good now, but eventually, probably in about five years, your kidneys will, will need a will need to, to, to be either transplanted or you're going to have to get on dialysis. And so that actually happened in three years. And uh, I became uh, really, really sick at the beginning of 2019. I, re I actually really started to feel symptoms. And oh. my physical appearance was changing. I had, like, gained a lot of water weight. Mm. Uh, I was sleeping, like, 10 to 12 hours a day. Like, I could not function productively more than four hours a day because yeah. I would need to sleep. Um, because my blood is becoming so toxic and wow. so anemic and uh, my kidneys weren't filtering out water good. So I kind of gained like s several pounds and, you know, yeah. you could see it in my face and it just looked like I was aging wow. a lot. And yeah. so, um, you know, that was really tough because I don't know, like it, for a girl, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm so insecure about my looks right now. Right. And I'm I'm about to go on this tour and like I'm so self-conscious, like none of my clothes fit me anymore. Yeah. And I'm constantly sleeping like on the road. We yeah. try to stay fit and we go to the gym and I would do like a 30 minute workout, Steve. And I would have to sleep for two hours after oh that because gosh. I'd be so, so tired. Wow. And then like just getting through the night of playing my show and talking to fans and 
packing up, loading out, the typical band tour stuff. It was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so, so tired. Uh, but my husband was there and, and, and he was taking care of me. So it was really good to have him there on tour with me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it was just like, I think for me, I didn't really... <laughs> it didn't really register what was about to happen. I was just like, yeah. you know, as you said, I had a crazy year. I had a yeah. debut album come out as Zana on my, you know, my first record right. on a record label, right. followed by a tour, followed by my wedding, which is, you know, all the festivities that go with that, it's like stressful. your bridal shower and your bachelorette, planning all that with wow. your mom. And then after that, you know, your honeymoon and your first international show in Europe right after that. And then wow. you got, um, you know, another tour coming up in the spring and then your first award show and all this stuff. And in the middle, you're just like, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, and and mm. I think that year, mm. it was really good, you know, to have all that success and, and to be pushed because... I don't think I would have been able to really go through with the transplant had I not had such motivation for my music to keep going. Oh, because, yeah. you know, I really think that like everything I went through in the last three years, ever since I found out that I was having problems, like every single test or trial I went through was to yeah. prepare me for this. Yeah. And, um, you know, knowing my, my crazy phobia, you know, uh, I remember right. the first couple of times I was giving blood. Oh, my goodness. Like. I don't even know what got me through that, but it gave me time to um, get better with my fear of needles and everything mm. through those three years to like, okay, this is the big one. This is a transplant surgery. You know, this is no small feat. Right. And I don't, I don't think that I would have been able to go through with it, honestly, Steve, if God hadn't placed the things he did in my life for right. strength um, and motivation and just... Um, you know, I went through a lot in the music industry before I became Zana. Some of that became really like motivation to, to succeed. You mm. have to succeed. You have to do this. And you can't do this unless you get this transplant. Yeah. You have no choice. Like right. it's either do or die. You know, you can't do dialysis. Uh, you can say goodbye to touring if you do that. Uh, and honestly, that's even worse than a transplant. I don't know why anybody would choose to do a dialysis when they have the chance to do a transplant. But medically, sometimes it's better to do dialysis. Okay. But for me, it was good to do a transplant. Um, and so it was like, you have no choice, dude. Like, you have to face your fears. Like, you're going to die. And, wow. uh, and to, to, you know, even to this day, I'm like, did I even... Did I even have a transplant? Like, did that even happen? Yeah. Because, you know, it's life or death, man. And, like, you sober up really quickly yeah. when you're given that news by oh, a doctor. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's still really emotional for me. I told you last night I was tossing and turning in bed, right. you know, trying to decide what to say today because it's like – you just come out with such a different perspective. You're so different after you go through something like that. You you don't have time for things that make you unhappy or give you stress. You just you start cutting out things in your life that you know aren't really beneficial for you. Um, Can you give me an example? Give us. Well, yeah. I mean, just like you don't have time to care what people say about you anymore. Mm. You don't have time for relationships mm. that are sucking you or draining you. You know, um, it. It just makes you stronger, like everything, you know. How, uh, how did you deal with, let's say, you know, you're in a relationship that you realize, like, no, this is draining instead of building me up. So how did you, like, how do you make You just either, kind of you know, talk to that person, create new boundaries. And, okay. And, and, okay. and if they want to listen, then cool. And if not, you're out. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't yeah. have time for this. I Like, my life is way too short to be yeah. doing this. Or, you know, just caring. Like, I used to care so much about what other people said about me or people in the industry, like, their opinions of me. And I'm like... I don't care. I don't care about being the greatest artist or the mm. biggest artist. I don't care mm. about anything. Okay. I just want to live. Like, 
life is so precious. It's so short. I'm realizing this so much every day. Like, I don't care. Like, of course, I want people to hear my music, but like to get caught up in the numbers and the sales and the competition and who's getting on what festival, the big festival, like, you know, all the stuff that artists think about, like, doesn't matter to me. Like, I just want to be who I am. I want to write good music that touches people that that transforms me from within that helps me grow closer to God. And I, I bet that if it does that to me, it'll do that to someone else, you know, just be true to myself. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, these are new perspectives. So new. And, and, and it's just, it causes you to mature and grow up, man. And, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it's making me grow up. Yeah. (laughs) Kidney transplant. Now tell me also, because I mean, so you go through the transplant and then you're, I mean, I would be thinking, okay, I'm through it. Let's go. But you've had to go back in the hospital several times. Yeah. So with transplant patients, um, there is a very like vulnerable stage after your transplant. They 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 uh, they estimate it's about six months where you're very immunosuppressed, and and they do that because uh, your body needs to be tricked into accepting the new organ because it knows it's not yours. Yeah. And so they have to suppress it. And with that comes a lot of side effects of you getting sick more seriously and more often. Um, and so I've had to relearn how to do a lot of things. Like I can't eat certain things anymore that could be um, a possible like food foodborne infection yeah okay. like a trigger okay. like i can't have raw fish anymore like i can't have sushi which oh it's a bummer oh, um man. i can't have like certain cheeses because they're too moldy or yeah. something um uh you know and everything like just shaking hands and giving people hugs i gotta be careful i gotta constantly be washing wow. my hands um and there's just several other things but yeah. it's you're relearning so um i'm still learning it and uh i've gotten very very sick about two or three four times <laughs> four times since my wow. transplant wow. um this month was really really hard i was in the tra- uh, i was in the transplant ward back to back for two weekends in a row oh, uh man. i'm just yeah it was and and it, i don't even really mind being there but when you feel so sick like you can't yeah. even move uh you know because your fever is just blasting like i think the other the other time I had like up to 103 degree fever oh, and in the hospital, they had to put me in ice and everything. It was, it was oh, miserable. It was miserable. Um, and you know, you really question like, did I do the right thing? Like, yeah. is, is this transplant worth it? Like I didn't get a surgery so I could just live at the hospital. Like, right. but then you're like, well, you were going to die, but you're like, well, this is really not great either. Doesn't feel like <laughs> living, right? It doesn't, you know? And, 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 there's like that existential crisis right there. You're just yeah. like, should I have done this? Like, should I have just accepted my fate? You know, and that's really wow. hard to say. That's that's really hard to say. But when you feel that awful yeah. Yeah. and you're like, I want I wish I could have died because I feel so just horrible. And uh, oh, I don't want to live like this. It's right. it's rough. It's, you know, and it's, it's hard to just, you know, like kind of keep straight when you talk about stuff like that. Um, but yeah. I've never felt that desire until I've you know, felt that sick before. Um, and you know, and so, uh, yeah, it's deep stuff, Steve. It's, it's, it's big. Um, but you know, that's when, you know, I have, I've been through every single emotion through this. I've (laughs) questioned my faith. I've questioned God. I've questioned the randomness of this disease. I've, I've questioned everything, but I know he's there. Like, I don't think I'm really questioning because the, the next day I'm like, eh, I'm fine. <laughs> It'll be okay. You know, he's there. I know he's with me. Um, 
you know, and you see people in the Bible and the horrible things they went through and, and they had question of faith and God was still there. with Right. Them, so. You know, it's funny because there's so many examples in the Bible, but the one I think of is actually John the Baptist. Yeah. When he had his doubts, when he was in prison, which for sure, this has to feel like prison for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was in prison and he sent his, you know, his disciples to go ask Jesus, are, are you the Messiah? Are you the one or not? Right. Which is such, I mean, it's like a slam dunk question. Like Jesus is going to say, oh no, no, I'm not. Yeah. Tell, tell him no. Yeah. John's in prison for nothing, man. <laughs> like it was a joke. <laughs> so I love, you know, that Jesus says, well, look around and look at, you know, I'm healing this, I'm healing that, the the blind can see, the, the lepers are cleansed, all, all those things, go and tell him. And, and I just feel like if John the Baptist can go through those kind of doubts in prison, and that's what it seems like, you know, this kind of disease at your age and mm-hmm. all, all you felt would be like, I'm in prison, where is Jesus now? What, what the heck? It, it makes all the sense that you would be having these questions, but it also sounds kind of like John the Baptist. Like you kind of gave him a layup. Like the next day you're like, okay, I I was being dumb, (laughs) you know, know, and and it's so true. And I I always go back to the story of Joseph because I I really identified with a lot of things he went through. Man, his, his life was so much worse. Like he was in prison for such a long time and he got sold out by his own family, family, man. Like that dude probably had issues like traumatic psychological issues after everything he went through but god elevated him Mm. to a such a place of honor you know and Mm -hmm. even jesus christ of course obviously the most obvious picture of of what it is to struggle as a human Mm. and and to be you know uh elevated by God is such a place of honor, you know, even to the right hand of God. Like, right. you know, it's like, why do we think that God doesn't love us because he allows us to go through things mm. when the Bible is so clearly evident that everybody that he loved and promoted mm-hmm. to a place of honor went through those things? Right. How could you, you know, no slave is greater than its master. Like if Christ went through it, you're right. probably going to go through something right. like the, that. Yeah. Well, tell us, uh, man, give us a little tip or little trick because most of us aren't 26, 27 going through <laughs> kidney transplants. But when we go through things, um, I mean, how did you seriously? I mean, it would be, I would be, what, where are you, God? Are you even there? And those are the questions you're asking. But at the end of the day, did something like help you? Yeah. I mean, I'm just realizing like, for example, like I, this is really weird to talk about, no. um, but I, I literally was like right after my transplant, I woke up in so much pain. It like mm. was hard to even speak. Like it felt just like when I woke up, there was someone punching my gut with brass knuckles, like over and over and over. Like you have no wind in you to even speak. That's what you and woke up to. That's what I woke up wow. to. And I, oh I, I was kept trying to mutter the word pain, pain to the mm. nurses because I was like, please do something about right. this. Right. Do something. And I couldn't even say it because I was in so much pain. But, you know, not even just that. It was like afterwards, the, the couple weeks I was home, like I was dealing with so many side effects of all these medicines. I was on and I remember just crying out to God I was praying so fervently I was like Lord get me through this get me through this for this one particular side effect I was having Mm. and um he didn't he didn't help me even when I even when I was speaking and praying and with so much faith crying out to him right and that kind of messed me up Steve it it did it it messed me up for for quite some time but what got me through that was when I was praying about it again and, and being honest with the Lord, I was mm-hmm. like, why didn't you help me? Like, yeah. 
why am I here? Like, no one even has this disease in my family. Why did you allow this? And and I was crying out to you, and you didn't even spare me. You didn't right. help me. And when I was praying that, something came to my mind, and, and he said, he put the, the the picture of Jesus on the cross, and, and Jesus was saying, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Whoa. And I was like, that was me. And, and yeah. the Lord was saying... I didn't even spare my own son mm. from things that I saw fit for him to go through. Mm. My own son, who is perfect in every way, he was the savior of the world, I saw fit for him to go through this. And even he had questions and doubts mm. and felt so lonely, you know. I, I know that he knew that the Lord was with him, but and I also believe that when he said it is, you know, uh, why have you forsaken me is also to fulfill a psalm by David in in right. in the pro- in a prophetic way. But sure. also, you know, people can take that as that they've felt alone too, that right. God's forsaken them. And and I think that really helped me to just be like, okay, you're going to be fine. Like wow. the Lord is going to allow things, that y- you know, even this morning with the news that Toby Mack lost his son. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard that, but Samantha uh, told me on the way breaking here, I news, did not know. Yeah. breaking news, like, can you imagine what that guy's going through right now? Toby Mack, one of the servants of the Lord who has been mm-hmm. serving him probably his whole life. Mm-hmm. And God allowed this to happen. Right. It's like we can't question what the Lord has in store for us or is willing to allow us to go through. Because, Steve, death is not the end. We, right. we think in our human minds that the death is final. Death is the end. But those who live in Christ, we will right. never die. Right. And so right. why are we so anxious about death? And, and I've really, you know, battling a life-threatening disease. I've had mm-hmm. to come to terms a lot with death. I've had the fear of death on me. I have accepted or wanted death at some point. Mm. I have thought about death so much. And why do I think that's the end? Right. You know, Christ said, you know, when he was raising Lazarus from the dead and he was speaking to Martha and Mary and and they were asking, Lord, if you had been here sooner, my brother would not have died. And Jesus replies, do you believe that those who believe in the son of man will never, ever die? And that that scripture also helped me a lot because, you know, I had the fear of death on me for so long after my friend died, uh, finding out that her death led, led me to find out about my own life-threatening disease, like right. mind-blown, you know? Yes, so obviously yes. I'm, I'm very freaked out, and, uh, but I've just, the Lord has talked to me so much about death, and, 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 and who is stronger than death? Who conquered death? Right. Jesus. He was, I mean, the love is as strong as death, jealousy demanding as the grave. You know, like, yeah. like why are we so obsessed with this idea that death is the end because for for those who believe in him it's not right so you have nothing to fear literally nothing to fear right okay well that's a great place facebook live we're going to continue hopefully this week uh radio though i want you to head to either facebook live very bold or zana z-a-h-n-a and you can catch the next 10 minutes uh who knows what god is gonna put on zana's heart to bless us but uh, radio, yeah, you can also find the podcast Very Bold Radio and Podcast and be sure to catch the rest of this interview. So thanks for tuning in and wherever you guys are, be very bold. And now for our Facebook Live, we'll just continue. We've got about 10 more minutes. Man, you're, you're talking some profound stuff. And it's not just theoretical stuff. Most right. of us can talk the theoretical game about suffering, but you've actually walked through it. Most of us can talk about, you know, the theoretical of Jesus feeling forsaken, but you have felt forsaken. 
now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do we want with the last 10 minutes to talk about then, I mean, what this is going to mean for your music or do you want to just walk us through more of your emotions? Because oh. it's very powerful. I know it's making a difference. Well, I think it goes, it goes hand in hand, Steve, because yeah. everything that, you know, I go through in my personal life always translates to my music. So, you know, I'm really, really excited about the new record. Uh, I'm hoping to start writing in 2020. Um, but, you know, obviously, uh, every, every album I've released as an artist, whether it's Zano or in my previous band, always had had some type of theme to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, I was in a band called Ilya, and and that small EP we did was basically just about changing as a person. And and I went through a really bad heartbreak, and uh, that album was pretty much just about that. Mm, Um, And, you know, moving on and becoming Zana, um, that was when I first found out about my disease. And that one's called Red for War because I had to wage war with um, not only, like, spiritual things, but, like, in the natural, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just naysayers and and, and my own fears and thoughts. What kind of naysayers? What do you mean? Oh, just, you know, (laughs) not really naysayers. Just, um, I don't know, just, uh, it's hard to explain. No, you're going to do a good job, though. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, just people, you know, <laughs> I had worked with just really believing in myself that I could be a solo artist and, and really stand So on some my people feet. just saying, eh, I'm not sure you can yeah, do it. Like they weren't yeah. being like totally. Just oh, you don't you don't you may not have it what it takes wow. or you know, just stuff like that and, and, and not just not caring anymore and uh really deciding to grow into who I wanted to be as an artist and how I wanted to dress, how I wanted to say things, how I wanted to write my music. Uh, and, and that artistic integrity and, you know, it was waging war against those voices and taking a stand. Mm. And also I think I was going through just so much anger that I, it helped me get through my disease and it gave me strength to like face those needles. You know, you got this, like no one can tell, you no. you know, that's what I mean when the Lord prepared me with trials in my life for this ultimate test, you know, um, but, you know, for this one, I, it's more just like a serene – This the new album I want to write is, is yeah. going to be way more sobering and, and just serene. And serene. I don't think of your like, music as like super not serene. Not serene and like – I mean like the emotion <laughs> of okay. it, not okay. like the style, probably not. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's definitely going to be like – I don't know, like just very um, – calming lyrics like for those who are, are going through suicidal thoughts or mm, who are facing wow. things that wow. they don't think that they can get through you know and and i've never had a lot of experience to talk about uh suicide or anything and right wow dang uh, zana yeah it's it's rough man um but i'm so excited for what the lord's gonna do and i really don't have too much to go off besides that um because you know we're still in the writing room and and who knows what the lord's gonna do and how it's all gonna turn out but uh it's always ends up being better than you think so um i'm excited about the new songs there's there's some really powerful stuff i think that's gonna come out for this next one man okay um so the the emotion of just all that you've gone through and just to be to your lowest point is yeah. what it's still very much like it's going to come up like it has just yeah, been. Yeah, because when you look at the contrast of Red for War, Red for War is more about fighting to be victorious and being yeah. the last one standing, you know? Yeah. And this one is like, don't care about that anymore. This is what yeah. it, what is eternal, you know? Yeah. This is what really okay. matters, yeah. you know? Uh, basically the theme of like, 
people for helping people that have dealt with loss. You know, I think about my yeah. friend who passed away and and the eternal scar that left on her family and friends. And how do you come out of such confusion? How do you come out of such questioning of your faith, you know? Right. Uh and I've experienced some of that. Um but I also want to talk about the one who conquered death, and that is Christ. Yeah. So I've got some songs about that. I'm writing just a bunch of little tidbits that I'm really excited about. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a different attitude, whereas the last one was about fighting till the death. And, and yeah, yeah, like being the last one standing, whereas this one is like <sighs> focus on what matters. Like people's yeah. lives are at stake. People's souls are at stake. Uh, wow. Who cares about me? Like yeah. let's just let's oh talk about gosh. Christ. Let's talk about Things that are eternal, you know, so I'm excited. So for you, what do you feel like God is making like the eternal point of view for you? I mean, like, what are you, what is God saying, Zana, this is what I want you to do? I think in that sense, it's, he's just, as of right now, I mean, of course, things are going to develop and new songs are going to come as as the spirit leads. But I think right now is just like. Like, God is just eternal. Like, there is no death for those who believe in him. Like, death is not the end. Like, anybody you've lost in your life, like, Mm. God is such a good keeper of our souls. Like, it's, Mm. like, if anything, like, you're going to see him again. They're in a better place. Like, they really are. Yeah. And uh, you should envy them because they're with Christ, you know, the the ultimate one. But I really want to just reiterate what... The Bible has been saying for 2,000 years, man. Like, I just want to share the gospel. Like, this is the gospel. Jesus died. He rose again. You have victory. You have power. Nothing can touch you. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing can separate That's it. I just want to talk about the gospel that's been said a thousand million times already. And and I just want to do it again. But you know what? Nobody's going to say it quite like you. (laughs) Right. That's that's the beautiful thing. I mean, and I mean that in the best sense of the word that I could say that to everybody who's watching or everybody who's listening listening is that that's the thing. I mean, God can use Zana in a way that he can't use me. God can use my daughter, Samantha, in a way mm-hmm. that he can't use you or me. That's the way God wants it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's made you a certain way and your voice a certain way, and he's given you gifts and her gifts and me gifts, and that's the way he wants it to work. So even though it feels like sometimes like, mm, this has been said already, but mm-hmm. no, it, it hasn't because this is the moment we're in now. Right. And and the Bible is so profound. Mm. I mean, like, I, I love the word of God. I went to school yeah. and I studied it. Like, I mean, goodness, I have a passion for the Bible. Yeah. But, you know, it's just it, there's there's so many new ways to say it and explore it in a way that will touch people all over again. Right. Yeah. You're right. All right. We're going to we're going to close it down. Do you want to encourage um, anybody who's listening or watching in some way? I, don't, I mean, you've been encouraging us, but I don't know if you want to pray for them or if you just want to give them an encouraging word or give them the gospel, because I feel like if that's what God has you know, put on your heart, you've shared the gospel. What do you think, Zana? What's God telling you to oh, say right now? I don't know. I'm just want, I'm not wanting to cry anymore, man. That's what I really just, want. No, um, you barely cried today. I know. It was, I thought you were going to cry. The Lord help me. The Lord help me. <laughs> no, but um, I just want to say for those who have stuck with me um, on you know my music and my health journey, guys, I love y'all so much. Uh, it's been crazy to get to this point. Life is short. Um, let the Holy Spirit lead you. No matter where you think He's taking you, take that leap of faith. Whatever He's tugging you on you in your heart. 
Um, you can do no wrong when you listen to when you when you are in the will of God. So um, thank you guys for sticking with me. I've got new releases coming back up. Um, I love you guys, and I'm I'm so thankful for all your prayers and, and for healing and for inspiration and um, all the support you've shown me while I've been down these last four months. Thank you guys. Man, yeah, that is incredible. And continue to pray for Zana, and uh, we're praying for you too. I don't know what you're going through, who's watching or listening. But we're praying for you. We're praying that God, even as he you know, gave you a picture of Christ crucified and the scriptures that he brought to your mind, you know, there's some picture, there's some word that he wants to give you. Maybe the word is just promise. Mm-hmm. And maybe that word promise just means really all things he's going to work out for the good of those who love That's him. Absolutely right. And it's, it doesn't mean that we don't get kidney diseases. It doesn't mean that we don't get in accidents. It doesn't mean that we don't lose loved ones. It doesn't mean that we don't lose jobs, all those things. It means that God is going to work it out for us, that we become more Christ-like. Unfortunately, right. I mean, it's hard to go through what you've been through to become stronger in your faith. But there's no way you can't say that your faith is stronger and it's bringing glory to God Absolutely. in uh, some crazy ways. So I just want to encourage you. I mean, and we, we see it in the Bible, as Zana said, just so many people just I mean, hitting rock bottom. And a lot of times it's not because of anything they've done. It's just life and it's just this cruel world. But God is bigger than the cruel world. That's God right. is bigger than whatever you're going through. That's right. And I want everything just to turn out good right now. But I'm telling you, he is with you just as he's been with Zana. No matter what she goes through, no matter what I go through or you're going through, he, his promise is true that he's with you. He will never abandon you, never leave you. He loves you. So I encourage you. It's hard on, on a day like this to say uh, what, we, what we say. You know, Paul, Second right. Corinthians 3.12, and he talks about our light and momentary troubles. And you're like, light and momentary, man. People are throwing <laughs> rocks at you, Paul. They, they hate right. you. They are leaving you're you for death. <laughs> yeah, you're going to die How for your faith. How can that be momentary? Right. But it but is like, in yeah. the grand scheme of right. eternity. And, and I, I keep hearing, you know, the Apostle Peter says that, you yeah. know, trials produce faith, which produces perseverance. Right. You know, it's like we take that verse and we're just like, yeah, cool. But like, <laughs> right. no, it really does produce faith and it does produce perseverance. Right. And you that's what God wants. He wants to refine you. He he wants your spirit to be strong when, when your flesh is dying. I mean, isn't that the whole point? Right. of following Christ. Like your flesh right. is going to die and your spirit man is going to rise and the yeah. Christ in you is, is going to become brighter while you while your yourself becomes uh, darker, not in a f- weird spiritual sense. I mean like, you know, <laughs> yep. light you and must dark. become greater, we become less. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love exactly. It. I love it. All right, well, Zana, thank you so much. You're yes, such a Steve. blessing. Thanks for sharing the hard stuff. We yes. really appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on here with you at uh, KSLR San yeah. Antonio. Yeah, can't, can't wait to see what God does with uh, some of this music and some of the videos you've been shooting and all that stuff. Brio Magazine. There's whole much more we could have talked about, so we'll save that for next time. Yeah, maybe next time. It's crazy. Your, your rap song, I mean, there's, yeah, let's, let's, we'll save that for next time. All that went so. out the window. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> all right. No, it's all good. This has been much better. So just want to remind you, we really do have such a hope, and since we have such a hope, we are very bold. God bless you. Love you guys. Thanks, guys. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.